0: For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week, I bring a guest on to talk about dating and relationships while answering your questions. You can ask a question by visiting askamatchmaker.com. We have some amazing guests coming up in the coming weeks. And I'd really love to get them some audio questions. I definitely have a lot of written questions, but hey, if you want to make that audio, I want you to head over to askamatchmaker.com and ask your question. It takes exactly one minute. Okay, so I constantly get questions about long distance. Every single Wednesday, oh, I'm dating someone here, will it work? Or what are your best tips for long distance? I feel like I've posted this several times as well in my feed. And you know, the truth is, if there was an award, I am first place at long distance. Actually, no, I'm do it better. I am the queen of long distance. And if I'm the queen of long distance, my husband George is the king. So naturally, if I'm going to talk about how I made my long distance relationship work, I'm going to talk to the other half that also made it possible. This week's guest is Georgios Periotakis.
1: Hi, it's good to be
0: back. Today's topic long distance this kind of wasn't planning on doing this episode I was planning on it, but I did an Instagram live last week, just randomly. I was having a good hair day, I suppose. And I started getting long distance relationship questions again. And I was like, I should, I should talk to George because our, while we got it, we got married. It was hard.
1: Yeah. It it was part of the life that I kind of want to like block a little bit, but also, you know, it wasn't. Right now, in retrospect, you know, I think only of the good moments. So I'm glad we had that. But back then, it was not as joyful as it
0: seems now. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. So you knew Maria's boss. So, yeah, the person introduced us, one of my employees, her name was Maria. She was another matchmaker on the staff. At the time, I think she was our community manager. I was heading up to Boston. Did you? I think you knew you were meeting me.
1: Yeah. Maria did tell me that um, her boss is coming up. And she's planning to go out on Friday night, December 14, going to
2: 15.
1: Mm-hmm. And she invited me uh, along with some other people. And because she's a really good friend and I want to make her look good in front of her boss, I definitely said yes, I will definitely come to uh, that night out.
0: But you almost canceled. Yeah, it was a,
1: a long and rough day. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should stay home. But then I'm it like, it was no, a I long day.
0: On. It was, it was mm-hmm. a really rough day, just generally. So that was the day we met was the day mm-hmm. of the Sandy Hook shootings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of us, like we were, you know, I remember we were at Maria's house, Maria and Panos' house, and mm-hmm. we're watching the news horrified. We were crying. And, you know, what was interesting was like, you know, Maria and Panos, they're from Greece, just like you, but they've, they had, at the time they had lived in the United States for, a few maybe a couple years, maybe two three years. Yeah, like maybe two three years. Whereas you had been in the states, you know, since mm-hmm. two thousand one, and you you've been through a few school shootings since two thousand one. Yeah. Um, whereas for them, it was, I think, seeing it from their eyes. Who was, you know, it's like, how do you explain this to anyone, let alone to people who don't experience this in their own country, mm-hmm. and you know, I remember Panos asking like, you know, why don't, why don't they just take away the guns? And I'm like, Oh, you would think, you know, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was very, it was just a very interesting. And then, you know, we had all made those plans to go out. Right. I took yeah. a train to Boston. <laughs> yeah, and, you're almost feeling um,
1: guilty going out, you know, that day. Yeah. but
0: well, you know what, what I remember, I remember how packed all the bars were. And I think it was because mm-hmm. everyone just needed a drink following yeah. that probably so but I, I but you also almost um i think i remember you telling me you almost left too because naturally marie and Thanos were running late
1: yeah oh it was like an hour at least an hour late and i was waiting outside because you know i had to have the full party to get in so i was waiting outside and waiting outside i'm like i'm gonna go i don't think they're coming and that's when you guys pulled over mm. yeah
0: let's give a shout out to where we met
1: lolita tequila bar in boston if you ever visit boston you should definitely go there this is a a really interesting place um has the largest selection of tequila uh, that i have seen and really good food as well and it's a very interesting place too it's like a, a basement and it's like red and black like a little bit gothic in there it's a very interesting uh place to be in and really good drinks and really good food
0: i remember seeing you outside and you looked kind of sad Kind of weird I don't know you kind of <laughs> well, I was
1: tired and upset that you guys were late
0: <laughs> yeah I know you weren't upset at me but then you know we immediately started talking and it was like I was I guess I was kind of happy that you were I mean I didn't know that you would end up being my boyfriend let alone my husband and father and my kids but I remember just kind of being happy that you were like being nice to me I know that sounds kind of weird okay but sometimes like when you meet new people I've noticed this like at networking events sometimes people put like this front Like, don't you know who I am? Or I'm more important than to you or whatever. And I know that this was a meeting among friends, but people still kind of do that sometimes. And you were just, you know, you were, you were genuinely asking me questions. And of course you would tell me, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you were lying, but I remember you saying to me, like, you were trying to give a really good impression to your friend. Like you were trying to give a great first impression for your friend's sake, because she was employed by me.
1: Yeah, and uh, she had just started, I think. It was like the first time you were coming up to see her in Boston. So it was, you know, I, I was trying to make her look good, that she has very interesting friends. I wasn't really trying. It was very natural, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Or maybe trying a little bit.
0: Um, Did you think that was cute?
1: Yeah. I think I'm uh, still thankful that uh, the moment that you the cab pulled out and uh, I saw you in the back seat, it's still that image is still engraved in my head are you serious um, yeah <laughs> i remember the type of the cab and how it looked like and you sitting uh, in the back you're in a pointdale next to maria so i remember that image yeah
0: i'm smiling like no one can hear it I and mean, no one can see it i know you can see it but no one else can see it. but i'm like smiling from ear to ear right now yeah uh, I, re- I remember i think you're wearing like a were you wearing like a three-piece suit or is that my imagination
1: no i had a, a shirt pants uh, but i do had like a picot on top that looks like a, a piece of gold. okay
0: i thought you were wearing like a vest or something oh uh,
1: maybe that was a time I, I was going through like the vest
0: the vest phase be- yeah phase yeah and the hat and the hat yeah i remember heading downstairs and i remember you going to you're going with pano to get drinks pano's our mm-hmm. our our mutual friend as well he's married to maria uh, at the time they were dating and it's like weird. Like we started talking, we were kind of vibing and then you went to get drinks and I remember you coming back and you just had a drink for yourself. And Banos was juggling my drink, his drink and Maria's drink. And i remember thinking like, come on, man. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was. I don't know why I was putting expectations on you because I just met you. Um, but I remember, I remember that part. And um, also and then, I'm a little, Yeah. Uh, also I'm a little bit,
1: you know, not as fast in social cues and things like that. So that sounds totally like me, like uh, not meeting the social expectations at the first time, the first try.
0: Right. That's true. But you do well. And Mm -hmm. then um, what else do you remember? I remember a few things about that night.
2: Yeah. like I remember remember talking
0: to you and like getting along with you. And then I remember you went to the bathroom and Maria comes up to me and she's like, what do you think of George? What do you think of Yorba? And I'm like, um... I really like him. Like, I think he's, he's really nice. And she goes, great. He just joined our database today. I had him sign up. I just wanted you to meet him so we can start setting him up. You know, he's my friend, but he he's an academic, you know, he can't afford us. Maybe we could, you know, set him up for free. And I was like, Oh, you go and delete his profile. <laughs> Cause that will be really unethical for me to like, know that I, I, I'd like to shoot my shot first. <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? And I was like, I kind of like him. Like, <laughs> this is like, I don't know, about an hour into meeting you. And what oh, is it, 90 minutes, maybe?
1: Yeah, the, the one memory I have from that night, uh, we're talking a lot. And at some point, I mentioned that this place, Lolita, has really good drinks. Uh, judging from the martini I was having. And you said, oh, yeah, but uh, recently I've been to whiskey. I tried some really good whiskeys, which was like, oh, that's amazing. Whiskey girl, that's it. Well, since then, you haven't had any whiskey. That's true. You did mention it, but that was it.
0: I wasn't lying. I know you 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 use this against me at least like once a month, but how I trapped you with a whiskey line. But it's true. At that time, I was you know I was going to different whiskey bars in the city and trying different things. I like I mm-hmm. liked it. You know, I don't know. After I met you, I just kind of stopped. You know, look to my defense. You started. You're really good at mixology. You started making uh-huh. some amazing drinks. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, oh, no, make me this drink. I didn't want whiskey. I wanted, you know, yeah. the pink penguin.
1: I know, but I'm, I'm also kidding now. Uh, it's okay that you haven't had it whiskey with, with me.
0: Yeah. I, first of all, I haven't had any alcohol in like a couple of years now. Yeah. You know, more by choice. Not, no, no one's like, you know, no, there's no like reason. I just, I don't know. I don't feel good when I drink. Mm-hmm. You though have alcohol like every day.
1: Not every day, but every other day I might have like a glass of whiskey or, you know, like a small drink.
0: Right before bed. Yeah. So you knew that I was coming up from New York though. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. And okay. You know, you and I saw each other the next day mm-hmm. we went to, uh, we'd walk the Boston trail, which I think by the way, was such a great, it was like, a, it was a date idea, but it wasn't a date cause we were with all of our friends.
1: Yeah. It was in a very friendly kind of wavelength.
0: Yeah, we spent like eight Mm -hmm. hours together.
1: Yeah, yeah. We started in the morning, we went for breakfast, and then we started walking around. And I remember during our walk, you started talking about friends and the different episodes of friends. And then, uh, you know, you are a big nerd when it comes to friends. And I'm also a very big nerd. So that was like a really good connection there. Like I remember at least a quarter of that uh, walk, we're talking about friends episodes and quoting lines from friends.
0: Uh, we don't do that anymore now it's like all the office parks and Mm -hmm. rec maybe a little bit of arrested development and uh john mulaney
1: (laughs) yeah definitely john mulaney
0: do you feel like at any point that weekend so that night would you take me out that night or was it the next night no that night we went went yeah saturday yeah yeah so we went out to the hawthorne that night Mm
1: -hmm. another really good cocktail bar in boston by the way
0: yeah right Uh, by the Fenway park right and Um, I remember there, I don't know for you, but I remember at, at Hawthorne. So I've spent the whole day with you now. Um, we went to our respective home, like you went to your home and I went Mm -hmm. to Maria's house to get ready. And then you came and got me with an Uber to take me to a cocktail bar. Mm -hmm. Um, which now only now do I appreciate what you did. You took an Uber from Fenway to go to Maria's house, which was the opposite direction. Mm Mm-hmm go back come to Fenway back. yeah oh you really liked me yeah
1: at the time my house was probably like five minutes walking from Hawthorne it was really right. close
0: so I remember um at that when we were at Hawthorne I remember you like you were talking about something and I remember I was laughing and I remember thinking like oh yeah this is the guy I don't I didn't know if I was going to be right or anything but I just knew it was like different mm-hmm. and I remember thinking okay we'll make it work like Boston New York like, it wasn't even <laughs> It's, like, it's funny to me, because if I knew what I knew now, like, I don't know if I knew then what I know now, and I'm not talking about our marriage and children. I'm talking about like, oh, you know, Maria, you're not, you don't, you think you're signing up for maybe one year maximum of long distance, but it, was, it would be six years of long distance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It was. This long, is why you and
0: I are the queen and king of long distance. Yeah.
1: Long, both in terms of time and distance. Yeah. Long square.
0: <laughs> uh, was there at any point that weekend where you know i don't know you thought oh maria lives in new york could this be anything
1: um not really i I think that i thought that you know i yeah she lives away but you know we can give it a shot in my head i was thinking oh new york is just two hours away it's not that bad i mean i had no idea about geography back then like distances so but you know it's that's what i even with friends now that they ask me about that i tell them you know it's if you think it's worth a shot, worth a shot. Like don't think about the distance. Think about the people, the person.
0: Mm. And it wasn't two hours. It was like four and a half, five hours. It's
1: four and a half hours. Yeah. If you take the bus, maybe seven too.
0: I want to talk later about how we parted that weekend. I'll talk about that at the end. We'll leave that. It's like, that's a fun mm-hmm. story. But then you, when you know, I got back to New York, I was so smitten with you. I I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I still had a second date with someone that week.
1: Yeah. I think you told me that. Yeah.
0: Um, I had gone on a first date the week before and I had a second date. That Wednesday, so I was back home. I guess on Sunday or Monday, and uh, obviously we spent the next two days just texting each other, you know, uh,
1: FaceTime and
0: Skype, FaceTiming and Skype. And then I was like, I can't cancel on this date. Like I just, you know, I I I like that person I went on the first date with. I did not like them as much as you because I didn't even think about them. I had to get a calendar reminder to tell me oh I have a second date coming up. And I remember going on the date and just I I I'm so grateful I had another date because. It only just affirmed for me, like, oh, I really like George is different. Like I need to, this is great. Like he's great. Like, and the person I was with, they're a great person. Um, I really admire them. You know, they're just not, They, you know, we have very similar values. We're just, we're not compatible. Like, I, you know, you're, I felt a lot more myself and more fun with you. And I was, and I'm talking about like the first few days of getting to know you with this person as well, like kind of having that comparison, Mm -hmm. and thinking like okay and then I remember coming home from that date thinking "Hmm, okay well let's focus all on George and I remember just being that Wednesday night just like all in with you and then at the same time as this is happening you're flying to Greece
1: (laughs) yeah actually if I remember I was supposed to fly actually on Monday Mm -hmm. so I met you on Friday we said goodbye on Sunday and then Monday was supposed to fly and around five o'clock that afternoon Or three o'clock in the afternoon, I got the email that my uh, flight uh, has been canceled. And normally, you'll be very upset. But inside me, I'm like, yes, that's what I want. So spend some more time uh, Skyping. Because, you know, I will be going to Greece. And um, it's also, you know, time difference. so It won't be as easy. So I'm like, okay, I get a a couple more days. Lingering parents. Yeah, lingering parents, yeah. The relatives, people want to see you. You don't get a lot of free time.
0: You spent a lot of time Skyping me that weekend yeah. and now the distance was even longer so yeah I remember you came back I think what was it January 4th and then the next yeah. day you were back you were in New York to see me mm-hmm. and that's yeah. when you discovered how far New York is from Boston yeah but you were already in love with me
1: yeah I was already in love and uh, you know it's also uh, even then I, I didn't realize because I knew that I was going to be coming from Greece I'll have jet lag so I took the first uh, bus out from Boston like at 6 a.m so it was, the streets were empty. It was a three and a half hours. I'm like, I can do this. That's easy. No problem. It was the only time that it was so short drive from Boston to New York in the next six um, years.
0: And that was it. Then, then that was a uh, team penguin. That's what we call mm-hmm. our our couple. Uh, that was our yeah. hashtag at our wedding, but that's where team penguin begins. And obviously, you know, we always think about the good things now, but there were a lot of bumps in the road of like how, you know, we made the long distance work and, i think i have the, my own reasons as to like how i think it worked i'm sure you have your own ways that mm-hmm. you think it worked but before i ask that i'd love to ask you know did you have any long distance relationships before you met me
1: well uh, in theory i did and i didn't like so i didn't I, I was dating uh a woman in greece when uh, i left in 2001 and um In theory we did have long term relationship, long distance relationship, but it was very weird because I had just gotten here, they have a cell phone, I didn't have even a landline, we speak like once a week until I figure how to live in the United States. So it didn't really last. Okay. And that was it pretty much.
0: No, you told me about some other women. Hold up.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) you remember. And then another one Yeah, I, I totally forgot about it. Another one was also from New Jersey when I was in Florida and she happened to be the cousin of a friend. And, you know, she came to visit Florida and then we hit it off and uh, we did have a long distance relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for our listeners, George lived in Gainesville for, for
1: nearly 10 years,
0: nearly 10 years. If you're wondering if he's a Gator, yes, he is. Yes. By and, and then you went back to Greece for a year and then you came back for your army mm-hmm. duties yeah I did go back armies, to Greece in, yeah
1: yeah, t- yeah 2010 for a military service it's compulsory in Greece and um, then immediately I started looking for opportunities to come back to the United States and then I went like in March of 2010 back in Greece and then I came back to the United States in August of 2011
0: and you start working at Harvard
1: yeah and that's where you met me the next
0: year yeah I met you in 2012 Mm -hmm. And I heard, I remember you apparently were telling Maria that you were so upset, like you didn't like it there, like not at Harvard, but at Boston, that you were thinking about like going somewhere else? Or was that my imagination?
1: Yeah, I didn't like uh, Boston that much. It was, um, I mean, I did have a big circle of friends, like when I was in Florida. I had a really nice circle of friends with a lot of people, but it's a very transit city too. So by the time I left, most of my friends had left. So it was a good opportunity for me to change. So I went back to Greece, I came to Boston this time. It was really great. Um, but I felt that in, uh, in Boston, I didn't have the energy and the time to make new friends and meet new people. So outside my immediate uh, people, uh, the immediate uh, work circle, uh, I didn't really know that many people in uh, Boston. So I will hang out with my work friends and that's it pretty much. So it was kind of boring. Plus in Boston, it's, it gets stuck really early uh, because it's a lot more north. So it was very upsetting. My apartment was also kind of a garden apartment, which is lingo for basement apartment with a window. And that makes it, things even darker. So I did really hate it, uh, that lifestyle.
0: You were a hermit when I met you.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: So I had a few long distance relationships before I met you, but I met them, you know, in New York and I got to experience those relationships for like three to six months before somebody moved away. And I don't think the, I don't think the distance is what broke us up. I think, I think the distance is what cleared things up with like, oh, this person's a sociopath. You should, you're not happy. And now that you have that, that opportunity to be away from them, you could, I felt like I could see more clearly. Like I wasn't distracted by the day-to-day fights and making mm-hmm. up. Um, I was able to just like, it was like, as if someone gave me a magnifying glass now, like from a distance to be like, oh, you're actually really unhappy here. And now that you don't have them every day in your life, you can, you know, make better decisions for your own mental health. And I thought that was, that was really helpful for me to like be away. And with you, it was the opposite. I had never dated someone that I had met in a different city and then just immediately long distance. And I remember, I remember like that following summer in 2013, we were at like a, one of our friends' engagement parties and, you know, I knew you were all in with me too. At least that's how you made it seem with like certain actions and Thinking, okay, you know, let's, George going to start connecting with people down here and he'll move. Like, you know, it was really hard for me to move my business at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that was the plan that I'll be coming down here because I was also in a position that was very transient position to start with. You know, it wasn't a permanent position or something that at least at the time I thought it's not going to be in long term.
0: So now that we've said that, what do you think made it work?
1: Uh, I think the, the number one thing is commitment uh, from both of us and and it's basically you know from the beginning we both knew what we're getting into Uh, okay i I had some issues time and distances and things like that but still it's a long distance and uh since from the beginning we started like that i think we it's a sign that we had both the will to put the uh the time and the effort to do it and this commitment is actually one of the fundamental reasons that made it work uh, number one and number two i think it was you because you know From uh, your also your work experience, Uh, you know about relationships and how to maintain and uh, keep them and uh, make them grow. So you always were putting uh, this effort, extra effort into that. So if it was someone else that would put the commitment, both of us, I'm not sure if it would have worked the same way.
0: I did not expect you to say that, and thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. I think there was another. I think there was another thing else that existed that was because of me, and that was because I. I was more capable to come up longer. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember joking with one of my roommates, you know, one of my roommates, she saw her, her boyfriend live like seven blocks away, I think. And they saw each other maybe 10 nights a month. And I saw you 10 nights a month, even though we lived or 14 nights a month, even though you lived in a different city. So that what we would do is you would come down, let's say Friday to Sunday to New Mm -hmm. York. And again, you're coming at Friday at midnight. I remember
1: most of the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then Sunday you would leave with, I think, what was it? The 7 p.m.?
1: Yeah. The last bus was you'd, 7 p.m. You'd
0: get, you'd get home really late too. So we'd have the weekend. And then the following Friday, I would come up to Boston, but mm-hmm. not for three days. It would be for 10 days. So I'd come up from the that Friday to the following Sunday, and then I would go back. So I'd mm-hmm. be away from the office for a week. So basically what I would do is I would schedule my clients all the other days, except for this one week a month. So that way, I knew I would spend ten days up there with you, and then you would come down the weekend before and the weekend after, something mm-hmm. like that. So it would come yeah. out to essentially sixteen nights a month mm-hmm. we were spending yeah. it together.
1: Especially the first two years, I think that was. Uh, oh yeah, the moment frequently. you
0: put yeah, the moment you put a ring on my finger, I stopped coming to Boston. I was I like, fuck even, that shit. Even
1: the year before that, I think. You
0: Probably. think so? Yeah. No, I was. There, I, how many times? I mean, I saw. I don't want to give away like where you live but like you know when you were in cambridge
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i was there all the time that was before we got yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, of course yeah before we yeah
0: i just know that at some point i just stopped coming up that was by choice though that was not like i was punishing or anything i think it was because we were bored in cambridge we were yeah that's what i was about to say yeah if you're over 30 um i mean
1: cambridge is just like a, a really nice city with a lot of bars. And cool right. places that you can go drink. That that's all it is. There's nothing else to do there. there are almost no place with live music. There's no museums, no parks, no things that you can walk, walk around. It's a very boring city. It's a student city.
0: And like after two years of being there, you know, all the week, all those other weekends or weeks, we had done most of the things. Mm-hmm. You know, we even did that duck tour on the yeah. on the river, or you know, and the so um, so yeah, it was just. I don't know. I, I think you you were you were consciously coming down to New York because it was more fun to come down to New York because we there was just more things to do.
1: Yeah, way more things to do. Yeah.
0: And and any other reasons why you think it worked out? Any tips?
1: I think that um, every time that we actually were together, especially mm-hmm. when I was coming down to New York, mm-hmm. uh, we spend our time really uh, productively in a way. Like we do like a lot of fun activities, a lot of things to do. So, every minute, we're both aware that every minute counts. And we did spend every minute um, the best time, uh, the best way we could do that. So, especially yeah. when I was coming down in New York, we'll go to museums, we'll go to a nice restaurant, we'll walk the Highline Park, we'll explore a new neighborhood. So, it was always very packed and very interesting, very fun. It's something you're looking for to go.
0: Wow, we don't do anything anymore. She just said all these things. I mean, it feels the pandemic, but also like kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you my tips, but I will say, like, I never at any point did I expect for us to get engaged, long distance, get married, long distance. Mm-hmm. Like I remember coming back from my honeymoon alone, and yeah. you went, you went to Boston. I was in New York, mm-hmm. and somehow we conceived a child. Yeah. Um, I was pregnant. And, you know, half of that, I was pregnant alone. And that was was tough, especially on like my bad days. I remember like one day I had a really bad day. I think you remember. And, and luckily you were here when the allergy happened, but there was this other day that was like, I think like a week before that was really emotional for me, like work-wise. And I was just having a bad day. And I remember just like, just really crying, like crying and walking home. And, you know, I don't, I can't even imagine like what you thought and, or even, you know, when I was nine months pregnant, I got into this, I've never really talked about this publicly ever, but like, I got into a really bad car accident. And yeah. they had to use the jaws of life to get me out mm-hmm. of the car that I was driving. This big municipal I... truck had hit my side, you know, they were on the phone or whatever. Luckily, I was fine. Nothing happened to me. But you know, I can't even imagine what that phone call must have been like
1: for you. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say, like, Hersula, your sister, send me a text message. It's like, we're in a car accident and now the jaws, the fire department is here and they they use the just life to cut the door to free maria i'm like what happened i had no (laughs) idea thank you you were okay okay. no then i called her and she was like crying on the phone when she was trying to explain what happened that made things even worse (laughs) so i had no idea what was going on uh you you were okay though thank god you were okay i was okay. okay
0: i was okay yeah it was it was like uh this accident happened at five miles per hour so and the um, only
1: thing they had to use a jaw supply was that um uh, you know the door was kind of damaged it wouldn't open
0: no so, it was his it, well his his tire because it was a one of those big ass mac trucks mm-hmm. um it was like stuck in the door so they had to find a way to get him off the door and i think the worst part is because i was nine months pregnant they were scared of like you know, the stress of the baby and all that stuff. And it was already a pretty shitty pregnancy again, half of it alone. And and then we had a kid and I thought, I think we both thought that, Oh, now with a kid, your job would be more, you know, they, they said, you know, stay an extra year. And so we believe them. We made a lot of decisions Mm
2: -hmm.
0: based on certain things that were said by your employer
2: yeah. And
0: yeah. one of those things was that, you know, we'll be flexible, don't worry. You can come down on Thursdays to New York and come back up, you know, to Boston on Monday mm-hmm. or whatever. And that once we had the baby that 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 was no longer the case. That was Yeah. It happened and very And that's rarely. when the fighting happened. Like, you know, we didn't really fight as much like as a couple. Like mm-hmm. every couple fights, right? And we had our own fights and disagreements, but like that that last year of long distance, the sixth year,
1: mm-hmm. that was really rough. Yeah,
0: that was rough. Twenty eighteen Bo- was rough. Mm-hmm.
1: Both in terms of you know that we're long distance, we had a kid that they would get to see over, on the, the weekends. You have to raise him essentially you know by yourself every uh, every day of the week. But also financially, was coming very um, uh, was putting a lot of strains because you know we had uh, rents into two cities. Uh, Amtrak tickets up and down or bus tickets up and down and especially after we moved to New Jersey it was pretty much only Amtrak so it was getting a lot of you know there's a lot of issues that was happening there so it it was pretty rough.
0: I feel like what would upset me the most is you know you would tell me that okay okay this week I'll be coming home on Thursday or Wednesday and then you know if it was Wednesday I'd be so happy right but that never Mm -hmm. happened And then you'd say, okay, I'm coming on Thursday. And I'm like, okay. And you kind of mentally prepare for Thursday, you know, like at least, you know, me, and you know what you, now that you've been full-time with our second child, now, you know, exactly how Mm -hmm. exhausting it is every single day. And I just remember when you would call on the Thursdays and say, you know, my boss won't let me come down today. I have to stay till tomorrow, whatever. I just remember screaming, crying, cursing. I was really mean to you, and you took it. I mean, yeah, I, uh, because
1: you're under a lot of emotional stress, though. You know, it's postpartum and uh, a crying baby, who Yanis was, he's a really nice kid, but when he was a baby, he was throwing up a lot, pretty much like every other day, and that alone is enough to drive you crazy. So I I understood completely how it was.
0: Yeah. And really then when we,
1: when we like, uh, I'll calm down, you know, basically the weekend, I uh, will be taking care of Yanni and you would get to catch some sleep. So it was also still a little bit, not very easy.
0: And, you know, I feel like our relationship suffered a lot from this too, because I know this is like, we're talking about long distance, but now we're talking about even like what it's like to be married in long distance, like, or having a kid long distance. Our, our sex life struggled. hmm I'm sorry, I'm saying more than I think you bargained for today, but it's okay you know this, like this i was is... so I was so mad at you mm-hmm. and, I, and I knew it wasn't your fault, but I was just mad at you because I had to be mad at someone yeah, and... that's
1: why there's always a husband
0: <laughs> well no, that's not just I'm not kidding. mad at you anymore, but like i was I was I really mad at you, and then you know I also wanted to have sex with you, but I was also so exhausted, and then i was and I think why I was angry with you is that you know, I'm the one that's up four nights a week mm-hmm. and you got to, you know, sleep whenever you wanted to sleep. You got to wake up whenever you want to wake up. You didn't have to deal with what I was dealing with basically mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Right. And that was, I was just like, I guess I was really resentful and really angry. And I think that anger was just urging you more. Like you need, you need to find a job. You need to stop this yeah and i think you know i think for you i'm not going to put words in your mouth or whatever but i felt like certain commitments were made to you that just weren't following through
1: mm-hmm. so yeah that, that was part uh part of the issue and it's also exhausting for me also uh, emotionally mostly because mm-hmm. i don't get to see my son you know most of the week i get to see him the, the weekends and you know in the beginning it was i don't want to say it was okay but it was less hurtful because it was you know, he was a baby, he wouldn't, I remember distinctly one time that I came back, and I walked in the room, and he saw me, he started laughing, and be happy, and then I walked out to get my coat off, and he started crying immediately, and that's when, you know, you understand, you know, how much you mean to the kid, and, uh, and, you know, that kind of brought it home for me, and the decision was that, you know, either I get a job, or I just come down here, and then I find a job, that was, you know, we didn't really have much to, um, to play around
0: And then I felt like it just became really fast. Like, all suddenly when Mm -hmm. I think one of the problems, at least from my perspective, and you can totally agree with me, is this entire time you thought you were going to stay in academia.
1: Yeah, that was the plan. That was uh, what I was hoping for. Right. Uh, But that, you know, and that's one lesson that I learned. I talk sometimes to some uh, uh, junior uh, people, junior to me. And uh, they asked me about advice. First of all, I don't like to give advice. I just try to say my own personal experience. And you know, it's always hard to balance a career, a family, uh, work-life balance. It's a very tough thing in to academia, achieve. academia, you mean? Generally. Oh. And um, you know, you have to put your priorities. What's important for you? Is important for you to have a family and have kids and raise your kids, or it's important to you to become like an academic or if you're in the private sector, someone well-known in the private sector, a director, a CEO, or something. You have to decide which one you want to pursue first. And once you decide that, the rest of it, it just falls in place. And it doesn't mean that if you decide to have family, you cannot be very successful, successful in what you do. It just means that your actions will uh, happen. All your choices will happen because you want to do the best for your family and not the best for your career. And then things become a lot more clear. And that's what a that, hard lesson I learned. And uh, I'm thankful I did.
0: And now you're in industry. You left academia.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in the private sector and uh, it, it's actually very similar in terms of projects and having fun and uh, doing all the things that I like to do.
0: Oh, and, and I get to be pay. close to
1: my family. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <And> better pay. <laughs> better
1: pay too. Yeah.
0: I'll never forget when you moved down. I remember thinking like, oh, now I get to live with George full time. I hope we like mm-hmm. each other because we yeah. fought so much
1: yeah. The last year for we did so fight.
0: many months. Yeah. For the last year, like the basically all of Yanni's like 10 months of living until, you know, mm-hmm. cause he was 10 months when you came down Yeah, and we fought so much for that. And it was never like, I remember you said this one thing that you said, I wonder what we'll fight about when I live down there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you were right. Because I think, you know, I think there was, for me, the biggest hump was not only living with you full time, but trying to resuscitate our sex life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be roommates with you. I want to be, you know, your partner and I want to be passionate and I want to
2: mm-hmm.
0: like love you in, you know, more ways than, you know, emotional. Like I want to be physical and I know you did too, but that took time. That took like six months. Yeah. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm. But I, for, you to, like, think, yeah. for
0: us to be like sexual beings again, not like I felt like at that time, and it's not you, it's also me, like, because I was so desperate for you to help me with Yanni, with our son. I only saw you as a dad. Mm -hmm. And similarly, because I'm taking care of your kid all week, you only saw me as a mom. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden it's dad and mom, dad and mom, and no longer that's my sexy wife. Mm -hmm. That's my hot husband. And it took like six months. Like I think, so, you know, I I say all this because this is a a product of being in a long distance relationship for so long. Mm -hmm. Like I feel you know, looking back now, you know, we've been living together full-time since September 2018.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up to that point, we have lived, the longest we've been together, living together, it was like two and a half weeks after our wedding and our honeymoon. Yeah. That was it. That was the longest we've lived together. Even the holidays, it was not as long. It was probably like a week and a half. Right. So it was. Um,
0: a- now we don't, we don't fight about that shit. We don't even, we don't even really fight about a lot of things. Cause everything is kind of mm-hmm. settled. What do we fight about now? Yeah, it's stuff when we're just having bad days and then we just apologize after five minutes
1: yeah those are two different issues though just to clarify it's one is the long distance uh relationship and being together after having survived like a very long distance and then the other thing is having a kid on top of it because kids alone even if you live with someone full time and you know you've been living together for several years the moment you get kids uh, a kid your life flips upside down completely changes you don't know what to do. You're always tired. You're always of you exhausted. So, and we had this as every other couple who gets a kid. And then on top of that, we also have the long distance. We, and that's why that year, the adjustment period was so long.
0: I have tips mm-hmm. to make it work. I hope that no one's in a long distance relationship as long as we were. Cause that was really rough. I mean, yeah. And, and what's it's funny not- is that our primary love languages between us is quality, quality time too
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: and yet we were like a distance so we had to find a different way to have quality time which was over facetime it's well in the beginning it was skype but then it became facetime um
1: and then they made and all the hair
0: app uh, yeah <laughs> the back app. then it was
1: called couple I still have it on uh, my phone you do yeah it, it doesn't load anymore but I have it as a uh, because it's a good moment of that time
0: oh my god I love you you're so it doesn't
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't even open anymore the good thing is, that, that's what I said before, that because we're both uh, quality time people, um, every time we were together, we did very interesting things. Like, you know, like you came, came up in Boston, for example, we went for the duck tour, right? Uh, we did the Freedom uh, Trail. Um, we'll try things to do, we'll find things to do. And of course, when you come to New York, it's like endless possibilities. We can do like many, many different things.
0: Yeah, I don't remember um, binge watching TV with you when I was with no, you. No, never um except for like nighttime you know when we binge watched a lot of tv when we got stuck at home um after the boston marathon mm-hmm. bombing we lived yeah. right by the finish line and uh, that was such a rough week uh for everyone especially those families that unfortunately lost mm-hmm. family but um you know we were we were under everyone i feel like everyone was on house arrest and that was just like that was when we were like oh we're gonna be spending all day together in the house that that'll yeah. be interesting And so, the
1: following weekend
0: um Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here are my tips. And you actually just said the first one. So if you are in a long distance relationship, here's how you're going to make it work. I think the first thing is you have to like set expectations immediately. So you have to acknowledge that there is distance and you have to acknowledge like how often you are going to see each other in this distance? So you have to set your expectations right away. So for instance, if you are doing something like New York, Chicago, or even New York, LA, you have to start talking immediately about how often are we going to see each other? How are we going to invest in this? And how are we going to talk? And I think that's something we did early on where we established a kind of like a communication pattern. We didn't have to necessarily, I mean, God, in the beginning, you want to get, you're excited. You want to talk to someone all the time, but we, we definitely communicate every single day, but it was not always through video. Like sometimes it would just be via text.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that, so the first tip is like set your expectations. But the second thing is don't be excessive. Yeah. Like I didn't want to spend the entire day on FaceTime with you after a few weeks of knowing you, because then it's like with, with opportunity, you can misunderstand each other. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I felt like if I spent too much time on the phone with you and by too much time, I mean like over 30 minutes, like on FaceTime or whatever. And it was beyond like telling about how my day was or what happened today or whatever. Um, like what did I listen to? What newspaper article did I read or whatever, if it was, if it was in quiet time, there's just opportunities to be misunderstood because you kind of get in this routine of like, do you miss me? Did you think about me? It's like very childish. Mm -hmm. The third tip that I would give, which helped a lot. And you, you kind of referenced it before is, you know, we did have fun the weekends and that's because both of us would do our errands. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Mm -hmm. that word correctly. I know I always get it wrong, but, um, errands, errands, errands whatever. We would do them when we're not together. So if I needed to do laundry, I made sure that that laundry was done before you came down. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The house was clean before you came down. Um, Bills were paid before you came down. So that way I wasn't doing whatever I needed to do to maintain my life. Like, Oh God, hair, nails, makeup, all that. I forget makeup. Makeup is every day, but hair and nails. That was never on a weekend for me. It was always, I have to get my hair cut or I have to get my nails done on a weekday because the time that I have, with my boyfriend is so limited. I can't let it be alone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's definitely my third tip. Have you thought of any tips as I'm doing this? Yeah, I
1: think uh, time, time management and time planning things to do. That's very important what you said. Um, To have fun during the time that you are together, especially if this is a very, ours was a very unique. I think this kind of long-term New York, Boston is kind of in the middle of, how far things are because it's accessible with car train and plane now mm-hmm. if you have something like new york la that you said before for example you have to go only by plane you definitely have to make every second count that you're together uh that's very important and uh, also you know having kind of you, you said that but also having your own social life outside the relationship so oh, the, yeah. you don't possibly critical. think about your uh, relationship thingy when it's gonna uh, be together We're, you know, you, you find other ways to, to have fun as well. So you're in the, as a divincer, you're happy by yourself. And then you're even happier when you're with someone else who's also happy.
0: I think that was critical to our success was that fact that you had your own set of friends in Boston that you did fun things with throughout mm-hmm. the week. And I had my own set of friends and interests in New York that I was distracted by throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that's such a great point that like you have to have a social life because you have to fill in the time that you're not with your partner throughout the week yeah then um, it's
1: uh, very uh, you also it's good to have um do things together like one of the things that we're doing we, we did several trips together but eventually we kind of got into this like national park thing buffs and we'll go to national parks uh, try together get the stamps i remember when we've been to, to and that's fun it's you know it's uh you spend this time a little bit more interestingly than just doing fun stuff in someone's city
0: right yeah i had to really fight you to travel with me in the beginning
1: yeah a little bit
0: so uh george is from an island in greece and so whenever before he met me whenever he had time off he would just fly back home to this greek island uh, a very big Greek island, Crete. Look it up. It's a lot of fun. So when I met him, I was like, oh, we should go on vacation. He's like, oh, I don't, I've never done that. I'm like, what do you mean you've never done that? He's like, I've, I've never been on vacation before. I go, what do you do on your days when you have like vacation time? And he goes, oh, I go back to see my parents on this Greek island. And I remember I had to get friends involved. I had to get Maria and Bono involved to like convince you to like take a three-day weekend with me. And we settled on Memphis because we both like Elvis. Mm-hmm. As like a as a palate, hate like you know, like a little, small little taste of like here's what yeah. it could be like if we go on vacation and you loved it, and then after that we started going to a ton of vacations.
1: Yeah, we did of all trips. Those trips after
2: that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, what would you say to someone? I'm wondering if I have any more tips. Take I, I it one it. one month at a time. I guess I don't know. I, it's weird because like so much of me would say to myself. Oh my God, you're about to embark in a, you know, nearly six year long distance relationship. Are you sure you want to do this? And obviously I'm in a happy marriage. I have these, you know, two beautiful children and it was obviously worth it, but it was really hard. And I think, I think even acknowledging that it's going to be hard is okay. Like it can mm-hmm. work out, but it's, it's awful. <laughs> it's hard.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, I was reading, uh, you know, that we say it doesn't matter the destination, it's the journey, the count, it's actually yeah. the company that does count for this. so that makes it even uh more interesting and uh you know one one last tip i have actually for this is kind of manage your expectations from the beginning and put them if you are in you know if i was in boston i had a a job that i i love i didn't want to ever to leave. And you obviously are in New York and you never want to live in New York because your business is there. You have set up like a really good, uh, successful company there. Then, you know, if, if you're in a situation like that, I think it's kind of like no point in pursuing a long distance relationship because it's going to be, you get fatigue at the end and a lot of constant fighting. Uh, in our case, as you said, you know, the plan was that eventually we'll get the job down here in New Jersey or New York and I'll come down. So that was actually a big driver for that. So if from the beginning, there is no particular, there are no expectations that you're actually going to move to each other's city.
0: It's a non-starter.
1: It's a non-starter, yeah. Or you can try it in the beginning and things change, you know, you can not be certain from the beginning. But if like one year later, you see that there's no way I'm going to move down there for him or her, then there is no point in continuing something like that.
0: Right. I feel like I never said to you at any point, there's no way I'd move to Boston. I was open to it, but... I think you saw, you, you liked my family and it, I think it's also honestly it was- more,
1: more opportunities for me down here than for you up in Boston. So I right. think that was easier too. Right. Plus I said before, I wasn't too big fan of Boston anyway, <laughs> such a big fan of Boston. Anyway.
0: You know, I don't know if our Boston listeners are going to be upset with us or, um, or mad or whatever, but I hope they're not. I no, hope they understand that you know we have a lot of a, love for Boston. Yeah,
1: it's a great city to visit, and I highly recommend people to visit Boston. It's like a historic city. Find a
0: man too.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe the circumstances were like this that I I didn't fell in love with Boston as a city.
0: What would you say to someone that is currently stuck? Like I know right now, I have some listeners that are in Canada and they start talking, you know, they they start talking to someone who's in New York or Chicago, but they can't leave the, the borders are closed mm-hmm. are there yeah, any, or like people that are currently in Europe. Like, you know, we had a listener a few weeks ago, ask about, you know, what she should be doing. You know, she's a, she might be doing long distance as well from Germany. And I guess I'm like wondering like, you know, what tips would you give to someone when the pandemic forces you to be in a long distance relationship? Like you can't just go see them right now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a tough one. But, you know, the pandemic would end eventually and we'll be able to travel again soon, hopefully. You know, if you can take the time and wait until then, but you'll, it would be good. You should, you, you should, you should stick uh, to that. But again, from my own experience, if you don't have, you know, if you're in Canada and New York and there's no way the two people can eventually be together, you see that maybe through yeah. immigration issues or employment issues, then you should rethink your priorities.
0: Well, I think that this episode got into a lot more than long distance,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I appreciate you coming to. Well, I appreciate you participating.
2: Yeah, thank you. I also invitation. really,
0: I think, like thinking back to this, like now, because I don't like you like you. I don't like to think about it. It was so awful. <laughs> Um, I only think about the good times, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I would have had the same patience with other people. And I think that sometimes long distance can really clear up who you're supposed to talk to and who you're not. You know, it, it is stressful. It is hard. You are going to fight. <laughs> There's no way around that because people fight yeah. because expectations were not met and you're frustrated. But if when you're together, you can just kind of let that stuff go and just enjoy each other at that moment. It, it just there can be a really good payoff at the end, but again, like I like the, the beginning of the statement I just made, it, you're not meant to do this with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't want anyone forcing themselves in a long distance relationship for the sake of long distance. I think yeah. it really does take a person that has patience, and who, who like you, like we've both said, like who you both have talked about your expectations from each other, and that is an ongoing conversation. It's not just once. It's it's constant. Especially in long distance,
1: mm-hmm. it does take patience, and you know you have to make sure that the other person worth your patience,
0: and uh, and
1: this, and you can you knew a lot before, uh, you know, a lot sooner than I did, but uh, you know you always need a few months to explore things, but you know if you if you're not sure after six months, that means probably you're not on the right track.
0: Yeah, that's true. What would you say to your if you had an opportunity right now? to go back in time and say, talk to George in 2012, what would you say to him? What would you warn your future self, past self about me?
1: Uh, About you? Okay. Uh, I wouldn't warn him about anything in particular. I warn him about me, you know, uh, that he should be able, don't drag it for too long. That's what I would tell him. This is great, just don't drag it for too long. But in the other respect, I haven't said anything either because things worked out at the end. So, you know, a Marvel Universe reference now with the Infinity Stones, when you go back in the past and you change something, you create a whole new part of the universe. In that universe, maybe things won't work. So I would would probably leave things untouched. But if I could, warn, I would say, don't drag it for too long. Like, you know, once you get married, you should really be close to moving in together if you haven't already.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It took us another year after that, two years, actually, and a kid.
0: yeah. Uh, I love you and I really like you and I'm really happy that you came on today.
1: Yeah, I love you too. That was a very good opportunity to talk about this because it's, and I, at some point while we were talking about this, I really felt like not ready to cry, but like, Oh my God, this, we really went through this. That was really tough.
0: Yeah. I want to end this on a funny note. I'm going to talk about how we parted the first time and then how mm-hmm. you, okay. goes back to you. So yeah, it got back to me. All right. So Yorgo, George, and Maria take me to to the station in Boston to take the Amtrak back to New York. This is two days after we've met. You know, we've made out at this point, so whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, Maria would not get the hint to, like, just, like, stay back. Like, so you could just walk me to the train and, like, kiss me one more time before I get Mm -hmm. on the train.
1: I mean, she did know that we went on a date. I'm not sure if she was, like, full into what happened. And, you know, that we're kind of, like think of start dating or start dating. So okay, that's whatever. She did not get the hint, the hint like,
0: yeah. I remember like, yo, stay back. Come on. She did not get that hint. And so now we're in front of the Amtrak train and I'm not going to, you know, she's my employee. She's yet to be, and I know she's one of your closest friends, but she's still my employee. I'm not trying to like kiss a guy, her friend in front of her. So I stick out my hand and I say, which is what you would say to someone in Greek, which means like, Nice to meet you, or it, mm-hmm. it, it you say it when you first meet someone, nice to meet you, or after you've met someone, you say Hadika again, which means it was nice meeting you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I was saying it is, it was nice meeting you. I stuck out my hand and we shook our hands. And I remember you looking at me like, really? Like, like, yeah, I think you were like playing along, but you were kind of like, really? no like- I
1: wasn't expecting it actually. So, I was like, oh, really? This is how we're gonna end.
0: Okay. So that's how that ended. And then, you know, the rest is history. We got, you know, we were dating, we got engaged. It's the day of our wedding.
1: Almost six years and, later. No, four years yeah, later.
0: Four years later. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, three yeah. and a half years later. And in Greece, uh, we got married in Greece and in Greek weddings, the groom waits outside the church with all of the people that have come to your wedding, um, all of your guests. And they wait by the door um, in front of the door with your bouquet. So like the bride comes up and then the broom gives the bouquet to the bride. They usually kiss or they hug or whatever. And then they, they walk into the church first and then the guests follow. So the custom is that the first people in the church at a Greek wedding should be the bride and groom followed by all of their guests. And then everyone sits. Right. So it's not like American weddings. Greek weddings are extremely Mm -hmm. different. So I get to the church and you're up by the door, holding my bouquet. And we had already talked about like, you know, we'll kiss. That's what people usually do. And um, I walk up the steps, you know, my dad walks me up my, both my parents were holding me. So they both take me up the steps and I go to reach, I I go to, go to kiss you. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever I was there for you to kiss me and instead you take out your hand and, and you say Harika and I was like
1: oh. yeah don't forget
0: you dick um that was really funny that's the, I think those are the photos of me like laughing uh like where I look like a weirdo. over like you're holding the bouquet and I'm kind of like laughing away like that was from when you did that so I'll, pu- I'll put that on my Instagram feed when this episode comes out so people can laugh mm-hmm. um about that. but yeah Well, George, thank you for coming again. I think I've said thank you to you like three dozen times now, but it was really great. And I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker, a really personal week this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm so grateful to receive your questions and provide answers. And if you enjoyed today's episode um, and you want to listen to more episodes, you can follow Ask a Matchmaker podcast. You're also welcome to, you know, rate it, review it. If you have a dating or relationship question, you can visit askamatchmaker.com to submit your 60 second audio question or break question. You can also follow me on Instagram at matchmaker maria for more dating and relationship tips. Until then, be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.